Welcome to Tracklisting, the podcast where a musician, a comedian, and a painter review old albums for some reason. Nick. Chris. Caleb. And this week we have a pick from Chris. That's right. That's right. Uh, this was recommended by uh, Instagram user Kelsey Steele. Are you saying go. that? Are you saying that right? I think I'm saying that right. Uh, yeah, Kelsey Steele recommended this one, and we are doing the High Fidelity soundtrack. Hey. Yeah. What year is this? 2000? 2000. 2000. 2000. So, uh, does this soundtrack resonate with either of you all? For sure. Uh, I own the movie, watched it a ton, didn't personally own the soundtrack, but I want to say that uh, a very close friend of mine owned this soundtrack. I haven't seen the movie in quite a while, so I'm not quite sure if it holds up. Or if the soundtrack holds up, but I guess we'll find out. I had never seen the movie. Uh, but I wow. do know this was like an iconic film and soundtrack. And one yeah. of the first things people talk to me about when I say I have a podcast about soundtracks. This is uh, it's kind of sadly, I think 2000 is we're dipping a little bit out of Caleb's soundtrack days. Oh, no. Caleb's in college. <laughs> uh, Congratulations. I, I should say that this is the U.S. version. Um, I gather that there is a slightly better U.K. version. Uh, <laughs> U.K. <laughs> Get everything. Yeah. Yeah. Send us that version, UK friends. Well, um, shall we jump right into yeah, it, folks? Let's, yeah. let's jump into the soundtrack. Let's do it. Up first, we've got the 13th floor elevators with You're Gonna Miss Me. You're the uh, you're the musician of the group. What is that sound? I'm, is that the electric <laughs> the electric jug? Is it? There's a guy in the band that um, like blows into a jug. Maybe. <laughs> Are you sure? So about this? I think that's hooked like, up that's, to an amp or something. Maybe so. Some All right. Well, that's uh, hillbilly nonsense. Thirteenth floor elevators is Rocky Erickson's band. This was uh, their debut single and I th- believe they were the first band to ever describe themselves as psychedelic rock. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. this is definitely like in the early garage rock days. Nice. I like this song. This yeah. is, uh, I think great. this leads off the movie. This is like... This is uh, Rob's intro, John he's, Cusack. He's soundtracking his own breakup. Exactly. Top five breakups. <laughs> this is top five everything. It's Casey Kasem's dream. <laughs> 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 I was uh, fresh out of college and moving into my first apartment and a cable guy came over and he was clearly like a roadie like a roadie that has no more bands (laughs) band connections and he was he was one of those guys like he finished setting up my cable and he just sat down on my couch and i was like (laughs) oh no all right man he's like yeah man you gotta check out this one band the 13th floor elevators oh psychedelic rock you're gonna love it i was like cool yeah yeah you gotta go? Or we, all, nah, we all like sat here? <laughs> yeah. Jesus, man. That and Blood. He told me to check out Blood, the band. <laughs> Completely <laughs> unsolicited. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no. It's just way out of the blue. I mean, it was cool, but, you know, I was like, hey. <laughs> I, do, I do like this band quite a bit. Uh, I think Rocky passed away just this last year, or not that long ago. Maybe a little bit over a year, but. 
It's a good track. I like track. Good song. We're off to a good start. I think so. I think there's a a, a Fort Worth connection. I think that's what the guy was claiming. This is a Fort yeah. Worth connection to. Uh, I don't know about Fort Worth, Worth but I think Rocky Erickson was from Texas somewhere. Thirteenth, I believe they were based out of uh, or started in Austin, Texas. There we. Yes, 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 yes. You're telling me that a Texas psychedelic <laughs> rock band started in Austin? Yeah, I don't it doesn't know. sound right. Yeah, something wrong doesn't with that. Right. Oh boy. <laughs> I was going to say that that uh, band kind of sounds like the Kinks, and uh, the second track on the soundtrack is by the Kinks. Let's hear it. This is Everybody's Gonna Be Happy. And I know, and I know, and I know that everybody, and I know that everybody be happy, as happy as you and me. Because I know, I know. Come on, baby, let me tell ya. All the things I wanna say. Come on, baby, let me tell ya. All the things I wanna say. And everybody's gonna be happy, which means you and me, my love. Everybody's gonna be happy, which means you and me, my love. Nice clap track, Kinks. Is that the jug as well? That's the electric jug. <laughs> <laughs> Look Do it up. Not. Look it up. It's one of those things. Thing? Once somebody points it out to you, you start hearing it everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that 23 syndrome. Yeah. Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. <laughs> <laughs> See it everywhere. Uh, that song's pretty good. I love yeah. the Kinks. That's not one of my favorite Kinks songs. But. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a more obscure Kink song, I think. Or Yeah, I, would, I don't it's know. It's no Wes Anderson it. obscure. But. Album, album track. Uh, was it kind of kings or it's one of those like uh, mid career albums? It's pretty good. Did you guys rewatch the movie for this? I did. I hadn't seen it probably since I was in college or something. Yeah, I um, I did not watch the movie. I don't know if I like this movie, you guys. And it honestly, it made me question John Cusack in general. And I was yes. like, do I like John? C- I don't. John I Cusack I is, did. is not convincing. He. He seems like there's flashbacks where he definitely doesn't seem young enough. Yeah. <laughs> but just in the movie in general, he doesn't seem young I mean, enough. this is kind of a recurring role for him throughout all of his movies where he's the loser that somehow like gets the hot girl. <laughs> there's a lot of parts where where he's it's a time where loser. he's supposed to be a nerdy uh, music fan making a mixtape. And, yeah. and he like hits the record button when he's making a tape or something. But he does it with like such gusto. You're just like, what are you, what is this? Yeah. Well, bam. Yeah. There's no like music nerd that uh, is that peppy. You know what I mean? They're all like more disheveled and sort of like, mm, I made you another tape. <laughs> like, the movie, yeah, the movie was not as good as I had remembered. But it's funny because I think this movie was the first uh, time I saw Jack. Black. Yeah, it was kind of his breakout role. I think yeah. he, he had been in like Cable Guy, and um, he had been in. Um, he probably done the, the HBO show. like that. Those uh, shorts, yeah, the Tenacious D shorts. Tenacious D was definitely around. Yeah, yeah, that was like '90s. He's got that great band in this movie that comes up later, Sonic Death Monkey. Or it was. Uh, <laughs> We've actually Kath- changed our Kathleen, band name. Kathleen yeah. Turner Overdrive. Yeah. Which is, <laughs> we'll get to that later, but uh, yeah. Yeah, it's funny watching it now. I guess it's a little sad because I know all the bands are talking about Mm -hmm. in a way that I didn't. It seemed like kind of mysterious, you know, when I was like, I was like, oh, yeah, like these conversations. Yeah. But now they seem like kind of pat and I see like in the They're like shitting on Yes in that movie where he's going through the vinyls and he's like, yes. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a cautionary tale for us. <laughs> is what I'm saying. Like we could definitely oh, be those guys, oh. you know. But like, 
like having a good taste in music doesn't mean you have a personality and that's yeah. what this movie is sort of like oh all you have to do is like things and then that's it's this nerd culture man <laughs> that's like ruining so many people it's like uh, yeah, you I, aren't what you love i don't think you know? i think i see myself in the character though <laughs> yeah no I, you are yeah you are john cusack yeah that, where it's like uh, towards I, women am i have I made anything or am i just appreciating the things that other people make Wait, are you saying that because we're <laughs> critiquing music in a podcast, <laughs> we're failed artists and critics? No, I, I refuse to. <laughs> All right, Nikki, what do we got up yeah, next? Before we get too introspective. <laughs> Track three, John Wesley Harding, I'm Wrong About Everything. Truth is on our lips and it looks like time to tell. But you know I could be wrong about that as well. A happy ending was more or less assured I thought a little warmth could win the war I'm wrong about everything I think that I can sing And when you hear the song you'll want to sing along I'm So anyway... <laughs> you guys excited about the uh, new High Fidelity TV series? It's coming out in 2020. <laughs> really? I thought you guys I saw know like about a, this? a blurb for it. I thought it was Seen something this? that came and went. I have heard it, about this. It's coming out in February on uh, Disney+. Plus. It's the uh, High Fidelity really? TV series with uh, Zoe Kravitz as uh, the main character, Rob. And it takes place in oh. Williamsburg, gentrifying Williamsburg. Is somebody going to break up with her every week? Yeah, it's about uh, you know her uh, failed relationships, I suppose. Uh, Can't wait for that. Well, you know, Lisa Bonet, yeah. Zoe Kravitz's mom, is in this movie, High Fidelity. That's Zoe Kravitz's mom? Are we sure about that? That is correct. That is correct. That is correct. Lisa yeah. Bonet is in High Fidelity, and, that's, and that is oh, Zoe Kravitz's mother. I didn't but know they that. like look identical. Yeah. They look very no, similar. And, and they, she looks like Lenny Kravitz, too. Like yeah, They look like true. siblings <laughs> in it. Uh, but, wait, wait, what are you saying, Chris? Uh, I'm saying I've got some breaking news. Oh! <laughs> On the eve of Art Basel, Miami Beach, Lenny Kravitz, oh, creative director of Dom Perignon, creative director of Dom Perignon, an exceptional visionary, uh, Alan Faina, hosted a celebratory Last Supper to honor <laughs> the launch of Kravitz's limited edition champagne collection. Wow. So It's finally happened. It's finally happening. If you like Lenny Kravitz so much, you want to drink his champagne. It's just a bottle of his piss. It's yeah. so hard for musicians to stay relevant, but he makes it happen. <laughs> Wait, just... he's the CD of Dom... What is yeah, happening? Yeah, creative director of Dom Perignon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's really exciting uh, for everybody, and I just want to show you a little commercial, play for you a little clip. Let's okay, hear okay. Lenny talk about his own process. Oh, boy. If you think this is just a party, then you are mistaken. If you think this is just a place, then you are misinformed. Because this isn't just a place. It's the place where it happens. Whatever it is. In places like this, a guest list becomes a list of ingredients for making an unforeseen, inspiring human blend. A volatile assemblage of individuals who have a connection, an attraction, and a common spark ready to ignite. In places like this. Shut it off! <laughs> Shut it off! Shut Wait, down. he pronounced assemblage, assemblage. Assemblage. Let's start there. Let's start there. Uh, first Guys. of all, I'm excited that we finally have an advertiser. Yeah. 
This is big. This is big for us. <laughs> this is big. <laughs> We're going to be rich, guys. Uh, <laughs> fuck you. What the fuck is that? Is he just sitting around? He hasn't made music in so long. He's just sitting around bored, and he calls up like Dom Perignon, and is like, I'm going to be your brand ambassador. And I'm also going to direct commercials. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, yeah, sounds great. It's sad, but it's a little bit of a Billy Bob Cyrus or Billy, Billy Bob Thornton. Billy, what is Billy, 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 Ray Billy, Ray Billy Bob Ray Billy Bob, Billy Bob Ray. <laughs> It's like if you have a famous kid, then yeah. you stay famous. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. yeah, yeah. It keeps you relevant. Um, no, that's it's a good plan. Like force your children into Hollywood or music. I, I, there's there's not a downside except for not for you it'll ruin their lives but like you know I had no idea that Lisa Bonet was Zoe Kravitz's mom yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah and she plays a huge role in this movie mm-hmm. as Mary LaSalle that's right uh, huge <laughs> yeah well, alright so I have a question back, <laughs> back to this song very massive uh, John Wesley Hardy right. and this is thank you for the breaking breaking news this guy's uh, stage name is from the Dylan record which is the misspelling of the of the old like kind of folk hero yeah it's dylan's like 80th yeah. studio album the guy's name is actually john wesley hardin and then the the record is harding and this guy okay but back to the the song if this was playing in the record store in the movie yeah i mean it would be crucified this song's terrible <laughs> it's not great <laughs> it's, like well, i don't even, i tried to skip over <laughs> they draw really weird lines in the sand well yeah uh, because uh, jack black is like playing katrina in the waves yeah. kind of unironically but then yeah yeah like the 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 hard and fast lines they're they're like you know taking with uh, certain musicians and not certain and i'm like i don't there's no rhyme or reason to what you guys like i don't you know it's not like, man, you know, it's got to be rock. And this, like, I don't, I don't want to deal with this folk shit. It's like, no, they're all over the map, you know? <laughs> yeah. <I> know. <laughs> this is our second uh, movie about a record store. And I think they did a good job at kind of um, the culture of record store nerddom. And like, uh, but they they didn't get the bands right that people would be defending or fighting over. Yeah, like hated Stevie Wonder or late Stevie Wonder. And then like, you know, Jack Black's like, I'm walking on sunshine. You're like, what are you, what's the matter with you? Why are you, like, anyway, Nikki, what do we got next? Track four, The Velvet Underground. Oh, sweet nothing. Say what for ginger brown. Walks with his head down to the ground. Took the shoes right off his feet. And threw the ball bar right out in the street. And this is what he said. Surprised that a Velvet Underground track made it on the soundtrack that is a Velvet Underground without Lou Reed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, this is uh, kind of surprisingly the first time we've played Velvet Underground on the podcast. Is we've it played, really? I believe so. We've played Lou Reed yeah, here and there. Lou Reed. Yeah. But, uh, you know, one of the most influential rock bands of all time. This is, uh, this is off of the album Loaded, I believe. This is the Loaded Era. Which is, uh, in my mind, actually a great album. This is not one of my 
favorite Velvet Underground songs, but I like this one quite a bit. So explain to the listeners, uh, for those who don't know, when did Lou Reed, was this pre or post Lou Reed? This is post Lou Reed. He's, no, he's on the album. I'm not sure if he's singing on this, but... Uh, this is the this is like another singer basically doing his like best Lou Reed. <laughs> there was, a, there was an saying, album called yeah. Squeeze that was Velvet Underground without any of like the mm-hmm. like real creative forces behind. Yeah. And I, I haven't even listened to that record much, but this is, I don't know who's singing on this track, but I think Lou's still on this album. But uh, yeah. Very cool. The song, song. song is playing uh, when John Cusack's character uh, finds out that Laura's been sleeping with Ian. Played uh, by Tim Robbins. Who is uh, so funny. He's like he's a so funny yoga guru. Yeah. <laughs> like in, the tra- in the movie trailer, as soon as you see him appear, you just hear like a sitar. Yeah. <laughs> Glissando. Like, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. And like, you know, Tim Robbins, uh, I think he like sort of dabbles in some of that stuff. So it seemed like he had a lot of fun just playing like a, you know, the... The real spiritual hippy dippy guy, being himself but with like, a ponytail. Yeah, it's, like, it's really full of shit. And like you know, into it for all the wrong reasons. Like we love you, Tim get, Robbins. We love you. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I have to Such say that there is. Uh, so this movie is kind of like uh, it's all about the main character overreacting or like he's kind of in the wrong for most of the movie yeah. as far as being jealous and whatever, insecure. Uh, but the idea of finding out that your living girlfriend is cheating on you with your like neighbor, yeah, really, for something about that's really fucked up. Yeah, no, it's not it's great. Disgusting. Like, just a lot of people in this movie aren't great people. Uh, <laughs> when you when you sort of get down to it, um, I think John Q. He's like a self admitted asshole. Uh, but I guess you're supposed to sort of like him towards the end. But it it I didn't really. I don't know. I. Uh, I don't think he fully redeemed himself. I've, he grew on me a little bit. Did but. you ever feel sorry for him in the rewatch or in your first watch? Uh, not really. No. Not really. Because, uh. like, you know, there, there were parts like, oh, there's a different side of the story. You know, I guess when Joan Cusack calls him an asshole, he's like, oh, she must have had lunch with Laura. And she probably told him these top five things of, like, in bits of information. You know, and then you find out there's another side of the story. But, um... No, I didn't. Yeah, no, I don't give a shit. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Let's see if we give a shit about this next band. This is Love with Always See Your Face. jug in that track <laughs> I, I think i heard it somewhere maybe it's later in the song yeah. <laughs> uh, i really like that song i yeah. like love in general but that's a great song it's not bad that's um playing the aforementioned scene where uh joan cusack comes and yells asshole and then just shuts the door how uh, many movies has joan cusack played uh john, john cusack's, cusack's sister sister that's a good question um i think just two okay um 
But as I said, I was reassessing John Cusack, whether I liked him or not, so much so during this. I was like, is he just a shitty actor that is, is, doesn't really have a ton of range? Huh. Is, then, is, is, it, is it true? Is it true? Folks, write in. And Let then, us uh, know your thoughts And then on John Cusack. By proxy, I was like, I don't even know if I like Joan. <laughs> like, John's so bad in this shit. Like, I think Joan's the collateral damage. Like, get him out of here. I, I'll say... You guys still like movies after so, doing this podcast? <laughs> Just sometime, like movies? Sometime soon we're going to do the Gross Point Blank soundtrack, which is one of my favorites. Yeah. And I rewatched that movie recently, and it is so good. Really? And they're Still both in it. They're both great. That movie rocks. I'm worried to rewatch it. Do not be worried. Dive in. I was. I loved it so much. Growing it's just, up. I think he's setting you up. Yeah. No man. <laughs> I think great. he's setting you up. It's great. And I, made, you know, I made Steph watch it. She had never seen it. She great loved soundtrack. It. There's I... actually two soundtracks to that. So oh, we're gonna volume one. We're gonna be watching that movie. Grosser a lot. point blank. <laughs> really gross. <laughs> really gross point blank. <laughs> Let's hear track six. This is Most of the Time by Robert Zimmerman and Bob Dylan. <laughs> I can make it all matter. I can hold my own. I can deal with the situation. Right down to the bone. I can survive. And I can endure. And I don't even think. About her Most of the time The man, uh... Bass fills. Oh, no, that's the electric jug again. <laughs> the man who, uh... He wrote a lyric, uh, I can deal with the situation. Is that what he said? Mm-hmm. He won a Nobel Prize for literature. <laughs> you know, I just wish he would accept it. Yeah. He would just go and accept the, you know, award that he's been given. I love Dylan. This is late Dylan. This is he won't go. This, this is, is we're dipping really late Dylan. This is when he was doing the uh, Victoria's Secret ad <laughs> stuff. Right? Oh yeah, that, I think, that I think era this is still like. <laughs> I feel like the song might have came out in like '88 or something. Uh, but yeah, like that instrumentation is getting a little bit grandiose a little weird mm-hmm. yeah i don't know <laughs> little bobby d. what do you think bobby you think? d I, I i still haven't taken the deep dive i keep it's uh, not gonna happen I now if it gonna... hasn't happened at 30 something hey 31 <laughs> i have time what i'm the rest of my it's life i have the rest of my life to listen to bob dylan i'm you know <laughs> Still working through famous last words. Yeah. You got a Benjamin Button and you got to start with the latest and then work your way back to the good stuff. <laughs> Appreciate it more. Yeah. Watch him age in reverse. Oh, man. There's some good Dylan documentaries you could uh, get into. There's oh, like yeah. 12. There's I know. So there's many. a lot. You got to watch them in reverse order. Yeah. And then uh, what's the I'm Not There yeah. uh, with Kate Blanchett and everybody else playing? That's Bob a pretty Dylan. interesting soundtrack. It's all yeah. covers of yeah. Dylan's songs. Yeah, just leave me alone. <laughs> just like I'm yeah. never gonna watch Breaking Bad. I'm never gonna dive into Bob. Oh man, Dylan. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick. I'm not there for the next one. So you have to uh, watch a movie about Dylan and listen to a whole Dylan album. I think Dylan's right. fair. Dylan first popped up on the Big Lebowski soundtrack that we did in an episode. I so. mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like that song a lot better than this one. It's a great album. Oh, that song's great. Uh, the Man and Me. Yeah, uh, yeah. This is um, which is now in a commercial. Yeah. For yeah, what did I hear? Is that Heineken? I think it was a Heineken. It's definitely like a Christmas commercial. Yeah. 
With Jeff Bridges in the commercial. I guess Sell uh, out. If, I guess if you don't show up and get that Nobel Prize money, you gotta license yeah, you your gotta, music. You gotta bite the bar, man. <laughs> Sometimes the bar hates you. <laughs> All right, Nikki, what do we got next? Track seven, Fallen for You, Sheila Nichols. Fallen for you. Did you ever see me watching from periphery? I was playing another game I hoped you'd catch on all the same Falling from view Did you ever touch me? Floating through your potpourri I thought I felt your fingers once After waiting all these months But I was wrong Oh, Sheila. Sheila pouring her heart out for us. Mm. I believe that was only in the U.S. version of the soundtrack. I think I read that John Cusack was a co-producer for the soundtrack, which basically means that he... Like ponied up some dough to have songs that he wanted on the soundtrack happen. I mean, I, was this one of them? I I cannot fathom the budget. <laughs> Why this. was this on? Yeah. There's there's so many there's so many songs on this in this. Movie. Are there like oh, yeah, you know the throughout the film? Yeah, like at least eighty songs. I want to say yeah, at least 200, 250 songs in this. It's a lot <laughs> of music. Um, yeah, I feel like okay. So Jack Black's character was in School of Rock. Yeah. It seems that that's a continuation. Oh, you think that's the same character? I think it's like a spiritual sequel to his character in this. And Joan Cusack's in School of Rock as well, as like a principal type character. And uh, I think John Cusack's character was the same in, what, 2012? The disaster movie? Yeah, that's true. Mm. He had, he Trying to save his up family. The, <laughs> he closed up the record shop. He's had kids now. Can we, can we talk and about And now Zoe Kravitz uh, is going to be John Cusack's <laughs> character. So the female lead in this film bangs. Is, oh my God, the worst bang I've ever seen short in my bangs. life. Ah, that's oh. like the Courtney Cox haircut and scream, too. Short, shorty fringe. <laughs> I can't cut you off. So. I was going to say that she's she's obviously like Danish or uh, Dutch or there's something going on. Yeah, she doesn't seem American. <laughs> there's an accent that's that's just bubbling right under the surface. You, you are right when you said Danish. Okay, so she's Danish and that's I'm true. like, okay, well maybe the character is Danish and was like, but then you meet her family later and they're all just American. Yeah. There's like, um, there's, they don't really flesh out her character that much. Uh, they, she's like, they I'm a lawyer with, now. I wear suits like a, now. Sounds like an alien or a robot or something with this like they, <laughs> hidden accent. They, they meet in the movie when he's doing one of his like amazing DJ sets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Isn't he just playing like Daft Punk or something? Yeah. He's playing Chemical Brothers. Oh, Chemical Brothers. <laughs> like, I used to see you spin. Oh, he's a real music nerd. <laughs> yeah, <I know>. Jesus. <laughs> playing Chemical Brothers in the 90s. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> So, I do feel like this is like the death knell of like '90s coffee house like asshole culture. And oh, then, Ethan Hawke's character yeah. in um, Reality Bites. Totally, totally, coffee house asshole guy. This is like those guys like no longer able to survive in the wild. Um, and then <laughs> this is the birth. He's like sort of a proto kind of hipster guy in this. But we know. should say this is based on the Nick Hornsby. Is that the name of the Nick writer? Hornby. So, yeah, yeah. Hornby. Hornby. So uh, it was originally set in England in like the maybe late 80s or early 90s or something. So mm-hmm. it's a bit... It took a while for it to get anachronistic. Yeah. Same author that brought us such uh, jams as uh, About a Boy. About a Boy, yeah. yeah. And so in this one, it's been transplanted to Chicago in the 2000s or, or yeah. you know, late 90s. And it's like, I don't remember anybody buying records at that time. No, it was already dead in the water. I mean, like, 
blockbuster music and yeah. music warehouse and stuff. Borders they, shut down in like ninety nine. There, like, there should have been a subplot about the financial panic of this guy trying to run like a an actual record store. Yeah, yeah, like that of Anthony Lapaglia's character yeah. in Empire Records, <laughs> <laughs> trying to borrow money from Lucas. Yeah. Lucas, please. <laughs> He just keeps these ass <laughs> asshole high school kids around to run his record store. It's sinking. <laughs> I mean, what more can you really say about John Cusack that hasn't already been said? What is he? <laughs> what is he good at? What is his best role? Say anything. I'm going to say gross point blank, but maybe it's just because I love that movie. Yeah, but I feel like he was sort of listeners right in, yeah. right in. Yeah. Share John your Cusack, thoughts. Best role. Let me know it. Track eight. Dry the rain. The beta band. Maybe a trip hop beat happening with some <laughs> dobro no, slide guitar. That is a great song. And this is, I think the soundtrack kind of launched their career. They were a very highly regarded uh, Scottish band. And they're still kind of cultish. Like, I think that they broke up before they hit it big. That really sounded like Beck to me. <laughs> <laughs> this is the uh, this is the song. It's not back. It's a beta band, man. Rob's like, if I play this in the record store, we're gonna sell at least three copies. And then he plays, and people are like, yeah, what is, hey, what is this song? And then they later like mention him. Uh, I think uh, Jack Black says he's like one of the influences of uh, his band. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're really toting this pretty hard, man. He's like tossing him. He must know, like Nick Hornby must know one of the. It's funny because you know, as like record store nerds, I think that this is one of the few, you know, like a a thing that everything else in here they're like, oh yeah, I'm a nerd, I'm really into this, and you're like, no, everybody's into that. I yeah, think yeah. this was like one of the actual kind of like hits of little like hidden gems, a little like. Somebody introduced like there is this great band that people don't really know about, and these guys would be into them. I yeah, like yeah. that song. I could get into that song. song. I'd buy that EP at a record store if I heard it being played. It was a they in had twenty nineteen. They had an album called Three EPs, and it was a collection of like these three indie EPs they put out, and that's what that was off of. <laughs> beta band, beta, beta band. band. Check yeah, it out. It's not back, it but it's the beta band. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into Elvis Costello and the attractions with shipbuilding. Is it worth it? The coat and shoes for the wife And a bicycle on the boy's birthday It's just a rumor that was spread around town By the women and children Soon we'll be shipbuilding Elvis, <laughs> you, you had one assignment on this soundtrack. I've always uh, kind of had trouble grappling with Elvis Costello. There's some albums of his that I do really like, but 
I, I've never like understood his kind of prominence as a f- musical figure, and this song is stinky. Yeah, I'm in the same boat, and uh, his shipbuilding oh, is uh, <laughs> is not helping me in this boat. <laughs> like, yeah, I want to get more into him because I hear he's amazing, and then I keep hearing like real yeah misses, I this, guess, and I'm this, like, this might be. Maybe uh, I'm not gonna do yeah, it. Don't pull the trigger. Yeah, you don't yeah. have to do See, it. <laughs> you don't have to do this, it. The soundtrack's burning you on all these people you need to check out because it's like. Late Dylan, yeah. late, late Elvis Costello. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's I, I'm enjoying it so far, but um, <laughs> it, yeah, it's not helping me uh, get more into some of these artists. I guess I'll put it that way. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> oh, Elvis Costello, have you been on this podcast before? Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Mr. Costello. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Elvis. <laughs> I think we may have a game. Is there a game? Yeah, I put together a game for us this week after the break. And also, we were going to be adding to the Spotify track listing playlist our favorite breakup song. Each of our favorite breakup songs. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to the track listing podcast. We want to hear from you. So if you've got a soundtrack recommendation, a suggestion, a review, uh, did I mispronounce something? Or uh, if you just want to hurl insults at us, or you just want to say, hey, uh, please reach out to us. You can find us on Instagram at tracklistingpodcast, Twitter at tracklistingpod, or email us tracklistingpodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoy listening to the podcast, uh, why don't you tell a friend that you think might enjoy it as well? Uh, or maybe tell two. Yeah. And they tell two friends. And they, and they tell, tell two friends. friends. And they <laughs> tell two friends. <laughs> That's how you start a movement. Yeah. And also, uh, if you like the recommendations we've got, uh, you can check out our official track listing playlist on Spotify. Yeah, tell tell people about the, the playlist on Spotify, and then they'll tell two friends. And, and they'll, they'll tell two, two friends. friends. <laughs> we love y'all. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Welcome back to track listing. We have a game of vocal fry. Yeah, this is a game that we haven't played in a while. A little round of vocal fry. Uh, the listeners love. Are you it. talking in vocal fry right now? It's a, the uh, listeners love it. You guys hate it. Uh, uh, bring it in. Uh, anyway, one. Uh, this is where we pull some uh, isolated vocals from some songs that. We all know and love uh, to various degrees, and we'll see if you guys can recognize the song just from some of the... Somehow Caleb got a hold of these tracks. Yeah. Isolated vocals. Isolated vocals. Round... I have some clues to help you through, but let's hear the clue to round one. Round one clue. Oh, come on! Oh, there we go. Might have to pump that one up a little yeah. bit. It sounds like people having fun in the studio. <laughs> so this is a song from 1968. Yeah. It's kind of old. I'm thinking Jim Morrison. Oh, yeah. That sounds like Jim. Oh! I think maybe uh, before I say what track I think that is, let's hear that clue again. Yeah. Oh, come on! Uh, I don't think well, I recognize that guitar part. It's gonna take a second for for it to come to me. Okay, so uh, I have a clue for you. Okay, the song is actually kind of a parody of a Chuck Berry song. 
1968. It's a British band, so it's not Jim Morrison. I, okay, it's not Jim Morrison. If you, uh, Chris, I think Nick's, Nick's giving Nick's. Uh, hand signals like he knows what it is. Baseball <laughs> signals. Um, let me oh, try to... Chris, you got to steal. Yeah. He's telling you you have to steal. If I sing the guitar part for you, when uh, I hear if that. If you listen again. again, listen, there's one word that somebody says that might give you a hint. Okay. Can I, let me hear it one more time? And we're not supposed to focus on the guitar part. <laughs> it's all game. Oh, come on! Somebody burped. I can hear that. <laughs> Look at these guys. Yet. Yet. So no, it's, he's the, saying yet. Yet. Okay. Uh. So the only words in that were, oh, come on. So, you know, I don't know. What was the song that um, Michael J. Fox played? <laughs> You want Johnny to uh, Johnny uh, yeah, give him another clue? Uh, this uh, well, watch me squirm. <laughs> he seems really lost. Uh, this song <laughs> drew a uh, political uh, ire from a lot of uh, groups in the U.S. Sixty-eight when it came out. It's back in the USSR. Oh, Let's hear the answer. It just that, might be. McCarty? Here's the Paul answer. McCarty? with uh, Back in the USSR, a little bit of a take on, um, what is the, the Chuck Berry song? I guess Back in the USA. Could be. Johnny be good, why not? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Right, back in the USSR, there's Nyet. Nyet. I, I didn't hear it's it. off the, uh, the White Album. Yeah, it's the yeah, first yeah. track on the, on the White Album. Good Most job, guys. Good. Let's, uh, yeah. let's hear the clue to round two. <laughs> round two clue. I move myself and my family aside. If we happen to be left up alive, I'll get all my papers and smile at the sky. Oh, I know that the hypnotized never lie. This is a lot more than I usually give you guys, but... Oh, yeah, right. that, was, that was a lot of lyrics there. Uh, um, you just got to know the lyrics on that one. Yeah. It sounds like Jim Morrison again. Yeah, it <laughs> so sounds, like, <laughs> sounds like uh, Mojo Rising. This yeah. is from 1971. Let's give it another listen. Okay. Move myself and my family aside. If we happen to be left up alive, I'll get all my papers and smile at the sky. Oh, I know that the hypnotized never lie. Is that the uh, is that Roger Daltrey from the Who? It is a British band. This song was covered by Van Halen. I don't know if you've heard that. The the Kinks. This was covered by Van Halen. This so was a band was that was covered, covered by. Van. I'm not telling you were you were right or wrong with your. Uh, Ooh, yeah. the who? Is it? Girl, you really got I me going. I move myself and my family aside. If we happen to be left up alive, I'll get all my papers and smile at the sky. Oh, I know that the hypnotized never lie. I got nothing on this, like, man. You Is really the, got me. So this song, You really got me, Caleb. The song was uh, actually used as a theme song to a U.S. television show. Baba Riley. Let's hear the answer. Yeah! <laughs> oh, there it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got it, there. Wrong song, right, Ben? If we 
So that is uh, Won't Get Fooled Again, which Won't was... Won't Get Fooled Again. CSI Miami. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so exciting. So exciting. It's like this child was murdered and thrown in a... Yeah! <laughs> Round three, clue. Round three, clue. The pleasure is to play. Make no difference what you say. All right. A little shorty there. Yeah, I know this one. Okay. Okay. 1980. Yeah, baby. Right, one more again. time. The pleasure is to play. Make no difference what you say. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I know. I going to give you a hint. Yeah, I, I can almost recognize the I voice. Right here. In 2009, it was named the... Tenth greatest hard rock song of all time by VH1. The uh, foremost experts on hard rock. <laughs> oh, God, let me just take a sip of coffee. Let's hear that clue again. The pleasure is to play. Make no difference what you say. Oh, man, it's so close. Uh, the ten, it's the tenth, one of the ten greatest. It is number ten. It's number, number 10, ten on the greatest hard rock songs of VH1 history. By the way, I, I need to get some moles checked out. <laughs> This is uh, the lead singer we lost um, yeah. semi-recently last year or two. The pleasure is to play. Make no difference what you say. <laughs> He's so out of breath. <laughs> this was, I almost used the very first verse. Yeah, yeah. Because he's he's so hilariously out of breath by the time he even hits the microphone. Uh, I, don't, I don't think I know what it is. I'm going to have to recuse myself. Uh, I do have one hint that one of you guys might. Uh, I already know it. I know, but this is pretty good. I'm squirming. It was used as the intro and soundtrack for the video game Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3. Pro Skater 3. Oh, man. Some punk band. All right. Let's hear the answer. Or do you want to... Let's hear Chris's guess what first. Well, just so... I mean, it's not the king of clubs. It's not the queen <laughs> of hearts. It is the... The pleasure is to play. Make no difference what you say. This is uh, the Ace of Spades by Motorhead. Motorhead. Uh, Lemmy. Umlaut. Yeah. Oh, they love umlauts, right? Those <laughs> Motorheads. I might put it number nine on my VH1 hard uh, rock. Okay. It's okay. A, okay. It is a jam. It's a pretty good song. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, only one more left. Uh, right, now I just want to play okay. Tony Hawk. Uh, round four. <laughs> let's hear the clue. Should I sing Underwear? <laughs> From 1976. All right. Is that Jeff Lynn? No, it's not. I I need to hear the beginning part, but not the rest of it. It just just (laughs) sounds like he's screaming underwear. Underwear! Yeah, listen to the whole thing. (laughs) Stop, seriously. Seriously, I gotta hear the whole thing. So uh, VH, VH1 actually put this at number 39 of their best hard rock songs of all time. Oh. Man, they really know what's Which up. Is a little baffling in my mind, but... Uh, what is he saying? What is he saying? Well, I don't know. Maybe we can hear it again. One, one more time. <sighs> okay. Quite on side. Underwear! 
this is a long, this is a long clip. I don't know why you guys. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I gave you a really long one. It's not Smash Mouth. I know that. Uncua, Uncua. Underwear. So this is Ro- an, this is the away. first uh, American band um, from this this round. You said seventy six. Nineteen seventy six. An American band named after their city of origin. Maybe that'll help you guys. Chicago. Oh, oh. Or is it, no, I think that was Boston. Yeah, Boston. Is it Boston? Boston. Boston. Uh, more or than a feeling? Boston? Yeah. Oh, let's hear the answer. Yeah, more than a yeah, feeling? Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, man, this song sucks. <laughs> I've never liked oh, this, man. You just, you just don't like hard rock. You just don't like rock, dude. <laughs> you know what? I like bands that have spaceships on their album covers. In the shapes of guitars? I mean, <laughs> the difference between, you know, Boston and ELO album covers, maybe not that different. <laughs> well, thanks thanks for playing, guys. Thanks, All right, thanks. Uh, Voc- I am fried. Vocal fried. Painful as always. The fifth vocal fried. <laughs> Underwear! Speaking of high fidelity soundtrack, no. we, we've got Smog with cold-blooded old times. How can I stand and laugh with the man who redefined your body? How can I stand and laugh with the man who redefined your body? Those cold-blooded old times. Cold-blooded old times. I actually really like Smog. This is Bill Callahan's band. I feel like I'm right back inside the conceited uh, record store. Well, it's <laughs> it's funny because there's uh, we were talking about um, Velvet Underground earlier, and this That's is right. very much cribbing rock and roll. Their song, it's yeah. like the same guitar line. But Bill Callahan, like he's done a lot. I guess this probably broke him a little bit. Um, I don't know if you remember the, there was a Netflix documentary series about, um, the, that cult in Oregon. Yeah. 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 Oh and, God. And they yeah. used his, terrible. his song was the, uh, the theme song and there was like a couple of his songs. In For it, the right? cult? Like they liked it? <laughs> For the documentary. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> Wait, how did he pitch this band name to his fellow? Smog? Well, I think He's it, a was, guy, uh, smog, uh, it was mostly just him, I think. Like, I think sometimes he's Smog, sometimes he's Bill Callahan, but it's always kind of the same thing. Sometimes it's he's also, Smog. It's also the name of that great worm. Uh, Smog. Smog. The Smog. dragon. <laughs> the dragon has returned. Ah, yes. And the you've, hobbit. You've been mispronouncing it this whole time. Smog. 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 So you're just doing, you're doing a Christopher Walken. Smog. Smog. Smog is Smog. cold-blooded old times. The dragon has returned after all these years. <laughs> It's crazy. Uh, <laughs> you guys don't like that song. I like that song. <laughs> no, it's a good song. It's a good song. I, maybe top five. Top five songs of all time. Go. Hard Rock guys. song. <laughs> <laughs> well, hard Rock. I got to start at number 10. This Motorhead. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lenny Kravitz is the next four in a row. <laughs> with Fly, and his then, American uh, Woman cover. 
Name three more Kravitz songs. I'm going to say something off of uh, Garth Brooks's Chris Gaines record has to be. Has to be. And then, of course, John Mayer, top (laughs) number one with a That guy can shred. I don't know, Dave. He can, uh, and he chooses not to, and that's what makes him metal. Dave Grohl's cover of Stairway on uh, Craig Kilborn. (laughs) It's it's the shreds he's not doing. That's the the space (laughs) in between the shreds. That's the real shreds. John Mayer is the Coltrane of hard rock. It's all about the the shreds he's not making. Some of that later Coltrane. Some of all of that down there. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, it's, what do we got next? I feel like we're getting uh, off track. Let's get it on. Jack Black. We are all sensitive people with so much to give. Understanding sugar. Well, there it is. <laughs> so this is, the, this is the first uh, cover of the album, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of... This is the end of the movie, right? Yeah. yeah. A little yeah. performance by it's, Sonic it's, Death Monkey. It's like the the surprise that he can actually sing, which would be ruined if anybody knew who Jack, Jack Black was at that point. But <laughs> yeah, that, like he's a great voice. Yeah. I would kind of imagine like some comedy nerd who knew Tenacious D or something going and like he's... And then when that comes, everybody's like, oh my God, he can sing. Like, Yeah. He's Jack Black. You can sing. <laughs> and then like the movie just kind of ends and you're like, that was the big crescendo is that Jack Black sings a song. I mean, yeah, it's a good song. It's a good song. When was the last time putting on that song like worked? <laughs> worked? <laughs> worked. Hey, this song works every time. I, I mean, the Marvin Gaye, I love that album. I play that album a lot. Let's get it on. Yeah, it's, it's good. Record. Um, Todd Luiso. Put it on, I enjoy it. It works. <laughs> Totally <laughs> Todd Luiso is the other guy. Uh, I hope I'm saying his last name right. Uh, he's the other guy that works in the record stores, the bald guy, mm. Dick. And he has a good cameo in Jerry Maguire as like sort of a record ner- He's like a male babysitter, I guess. That's like, uh, look, if you want to hook up with, um, you know, what's her name? Jerry. Here is Coltrane, 1960, Sweden. Louis, like Louis Armstrong Coltrane or something like that and he hands him this tape and then uh, Tom Cruise you know Jerry Maguire puts it on and he's like what is this and they like laugh and I'm like it's good music you <laughs> idiot it's like one of the best concerts that's ever been played and you're just like dumping all over it for no reason but anyway <laughs> uh, we haven't talked about some of the uh, characters some of the actors that pop up in this yeah, it's a uh, great cast. Catherine Zeta-Jones. Catherine Zeta-Jones. An uncredited Zeta-Jones. Is she uncredited? She's uncredited. She is, what? Why? I don't, uh, I don't very know. convincing as a kind of vapid socialite. Yeah, she does a very good job in this. But again, it's like, you don't even hear her being vapid. It's it's uh, John Cusack just telling us. The whole movie, he's just telling us everything that's happening. There's a little bit, I think just of, because it was a college relationship, and in college she was talking all about like Marxism and like yeah. blah, blah, blah. And then you see her uh, as like a young adult, and she's hanging out with yuppies and yeah. like scenesters in a nice apartment. You're like, oh yeah, you're just like a rich girl. Yeah. yeah who like, yeah. you know, ideas are fads. Yeah. You- you, know, you can rely on your old man's money, but, you know, 
Whatever. <laughs> You're a bitch girl. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Hollandets. <laughs> Up next, we've got Stereo Lab with Low Boob Oscillator. La, la lune est libre, je crois, qui rayonne au-dessus. Rayonne au-dessus des toits. La lune est libre. That is the exact same Velvet Underground guitar part. Yeah. yeah. What up, Stereo Lab? <laughs> I like Stereo Lab. I think they're good. Yeah, I mean that's that's probably their best song, right? Probably. It's I, I like them fine, but definitely in the context of this, uh, this was like one of his. He puts it on, and some music critic is like, oh, "What is this? I haven't heard this. Of the, is this Stereo Lab?" It's like, yeah, it's good, right? It's like, yeah, I know. It's, like, kind yeah, of it's a, not that good. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of a long. Imagine hearing that song for like six minutes. Yeah, it's how long this. <laughs> <laughs> there was a couple of bands in this. Uh, I, I watched this with uh, with my girlfriend, and we saw that they had an of Montreal poster in his apartment. Oh, We're that's like, really early. Whoa, of Montreal. And that was in, you know two thousand. Like that must be somebody had to have been like, hey, what's the hippest band you know of? We got to put this in his in his. Yeah, because I don't remember. Apartment. I think I probably heard of Montreal for the first time in like 2007. Or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like post, posters thought, yeah. are like a thing of the past in a way. Yeah. Like you don't see as many bands that, you know, we go see that are selling posters yeah, at the know. merch booth. <laughs> well, you know, you can download it on the computer. Yeah, you okay. download your posters. Just like music, you know? <laughs> There's a lot of things of the past in this. This is another film. I know it takes place in Chicago, but there was like a little bit of a scene where he's like, oh, yeah, so why were you living with me in this shithole? <laughs> oh, yeah, and you're yeah. like, wait, what? That's a shithole? Apartment's huge. Like, <laughs> it was a really nice place. Yeah. It's this thing it's with like, like apartments and movies where they're like just like, like an old building, but it's better in my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> Super nice places. You remember like Aziz's apartment in Master of None oh, where yeah, he's well, like a str- struggling comedian and you're like, <laughs> What? What is happening? There was, oh my God, there was this great, uh, this American life from a long time ago where uh, it was this interview with a young guy and he was talking about how uh, he had first moved to New York and he was kind of like putting his life together and he got an apartment that was like really difficult for him to kind of, you know, like finding an apartment in New York is kind of a fucking hell, hellscape. Oh no, it's really easy, um, man. You just got to get on uh, <laughs> so, so anyway, yeah. This guy, he was feeling like he was like working through a time of like early 20s depression and he had like kind of gotten his life together and he was really into uh, The Bachelor and he was watching The Bachelor and there was, he got to the point where uh, The Bachelorette was going and like seeing where the people lived of like the final three or whatever. Yeah. And so he's watching it and it turns out that one of the finalists lives like on his street. And he's like, oh my God, like that's that's right outside. This is so exciting. And then it's like they they turn and they're like go to his building and he's like, what's going on? And they go into his apartment and it's like it's in his same apartment building. And he's like, this is the exact same apartment as mine, but like a lot nicer. Yeah. And he's like, this is crazy. He's like the bachelor and uh, apparently the bachelorette was so grossed out by the apartment that she that was the reason why she like dumped the guy. <laughs> oh, and so God. the guy watching it was just like, 
the guy with a better version of my exact apartment is getting broken up on with oh, on fucking no. live television Jesus. because of his apartment. Well, you know, those, those bachelorettes uh, tend to be really good people. That, uh, you know, fantastic yeah, humans tend to be uh, you know, really care about the the right things. Not at all materialistic or no. you know, not like they're there to find love, uh, which is the most important part. There's some real Catherine Zeta Jones, I tell you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so <laughs> the outfits in this movie are pretty, pretty great because it's like early, you know, it's 2000. It's like I was blinded by that woman's short bangs. I can't even oh, remember God, the outfits. Yeah, no, that, those were bad. Those are very bad. I've but, been um, following the Instagram account that I, I think you like turned me on to. Uh, it's called. At night openings, yeah, movie night op- or it's, it's like movie yeah, premieres, yeah, yeah. photos movie premieres from movie premieres, yeah, yeah, and it's just like every photo is just like that. It's like the fashion just kind of is. It's so insane. He goes, John Cusack goes to that Catherine Zeta Jones party, and he's wearing like a silk pink purpley shirt, like he, a button down, and he's silk. wearing like a leather jacket with kind of wide lapels. Yeah, but I remember watching that and being like, the yuppies look way more ridiculous. Yeah, because they're like. Yeah, they look like in sync extras. Oh god, it's so <laughs> bad. It's so bad looking. And like, if you go back and watch, I mean, talk about you know uh, crazy apartments in New York. If you go back and watch Friends, you're like, these people look insane. <laughs> these people look like crazy people. <laughs> Very true. There's a the Friends TV show put out a music from Friends that I remember listening to and maybe owned. Maybe a future episode. We have to do it, but I like almost picked it, but then the specter of having to go back and watch a few episodes of Friends, like it freaked me out. It's like a shutdown valve. There, what was yeah. it? The Rachel Aniston, not the Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, Rachel, Rachel Aniston. Aniston. <laughs> Shutdown. <laughs> the Voight comp. <laughs> yeah. Rachel Aniston. What? What? Uh, what, is, what, that, what does that mean? <laughs> you know Ross and Rachel. Yeah. Same thing. What? <laughs> Chris is an android. Chris is an android. Yeah, Speaking of androids, track 13, Royal Trucks, Inside Game. tracks i kind of like that track there is something funny about that because in the movie there's a kid that comes into the record store and that's like his demo tape yeah it's the, kink, the kinky wizards the yeah. two the two kids that uh, steal a bunch of records right and they, they put it on and they're like fuck this is really good <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's not that good it's, a, it's good guys it's really good I was, that's all i could think about Damn. when i listened to that track was just them going like Man, fuck it's really good <laughs> Yeah, well, I was thinking about it's like not bad. if, yeah, you, were, it's, it's if you were the real band, if you were Royal Trucks, and it's like they want to use our music in a John Cusack film, you're like awesome, and it's like they're gonna use it as the music from a fake band. You're like, oh, are we gonna be the band? It's like, no, you're not the band. It's like, okay, what are you saying about our song? And it's, it's like, like it's kind of demo. Yeah, and it's like, oh, and then so it's these like two skaters who like steal some records, and it's like, okay, and it's this like, is their band. But then John Cusack's gonna talk about how good it is for some reason. You're like, oh. Okay. 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 Yeah, it must have been kind of weird uh, for them. How much are you going to pay us for that? <laughs> like, probably, they probably did pretty well. I got paid handsomely. Royal, I got, Royal Trucks, where are you at? 
I do not know. What, what do you think that meant? So the, the kinky wizards are the two kids that like stole a bunch of records and they thought they would be like, oh, only listening to crap. But it turns out they have like really good taste in music. They and know how to record like electric bass and drums and scream. Yeah. And taste, this is, tastefully. And is it like, oh, there's hope for future generations of like good or you I shouldn't just, judge other people. There's definitely like a really weird parallel thing going on with uh, Empire Records where any kid that's stealing from a record store is going to either get a record deal or a job. Yeah. Yeah. Is that like that but like steal this book? <laughs> Abby Hoffman. Abby Hoffman. Uh, yeah, why did they why did was this a message in the 90s and 2000s that like yeah, these people are good people they're stealing. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know. Um yeah, it's fine. Royal trucks. Royal trucks. Check them out. I like that track. The Kinky Wizards. You do like the track. Uh, like the track. you know, it turns out uh John Cusack's character Rob produces their album, which like I guess he had never done before. And all of a sudden, he was like, "Hey, guys, I caught stealing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna produce your record and do. I'm, I'm gonna return to DJing, but no one gets to come. I don't know what's going on. There's so strange. much happening at the there's end. There's a thing. There's a point being made earlier that he owes his girlfriend money, which uh, assumably he, uh, presumably he borrowed to like fund his failing record store. Yeah. But then he oh. also has the money to produce some kid's record." I, we can't wait to see what Zoe Kravitz does with the role in Disney Plus's <laughs> Actually, High Fidelity 2020. At least it would be believable that she would be uh, running a record store in Brooklyn at this point. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we'll see about that. We'll see. I'll get to the Mandalorian first. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a recipe on how to cook uh, or how to bake Baby Yoda cookies today. Yeah. Share, and, uh, like, and subscribe to, <laughs> to find it. That's all I got on that. <laughs> Here's Velvet Underground with Who Loves the Sun. Who loves the wind? Who cares that it makes breezes? Who cares what it does since you broke my Is that a song about LSD? I think it's just a song about being like a New York uh, nightlife guy. Yeah, no reason to go out in the sun. What do you think that song's about, Chris? <laughs> yeah, I, I always thought it was about sunshine. Like, oh, come okay. on, we, who we loves got, the sun? We've got a purist. Not, love it? not we've everyone. Got, we've got a, a purist uh, over here. Uh, Velvet Underground's great. That's a great song. Off of the same album, Loaded. Um, you can hear their influence for sure. Yeah, this yeah. is like they're they're doing their own. When I was talking about people ripping off the Velvet Underground guitar line, this like has that kind of. How many years ahead of Here Comes the Sun did this come out? Oh, it's probably after. Is it uh, after? I would, I would expect so, yeah, because okay. this isn't even like, this is um, technically their like maybe fourth album. Yeah, that's like a, here comes the sun. Here comes the sun. I love that version. It's a great version. Oh, yeah, man. Man. The Pixies, right? Yeah. <laughs> the bald guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. He wrote it in a garden. I know Velvet Underground. Yeah. Great song. I love the song. Yeah, it's a great song. Are we pulling into track 15, the very last track? I think Let's so. Do it. Let's High do Fidelity. It. Have you felt that this soundtrack has been like, 
like a high fidelity type of soundtrack. No, no more we'll, like a lo-fi. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> save it. What does high fidelity mean, Nick, to the listeners out there who don't know? Uh, high fide- something so, that's recorded very pristinely, perhaps. Yeah. Something like uh, maybe Hall and Oates would uh, best epitomize like a high, 70s kind of hi-fi sound. Okay. okay. It's a little bit of a play on words because he's like uh, cheat, trying to cheat on people. Right. <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah. yeah, I just put that together. <laughs> so with track 15 <laughs> in mind, Stevie Wonder, I believe in parentheses, when I fall in love, it'll be forever. When the truth and love are planned and firm, they won't be hard to find. And the words of love I speak to you will echo in my mind. Mm, I believe when I fall in love with you, it will be forever. I believe when I fall in love with the power of a mixtape can save a relationship (laughs) true or false that's the the last scene in the movie i guess i forgot about this is like i now know what i can make a mixtape with for my girlfriend i figured it out (laughs) what yeah he's like i'm gonna make a mix of all songs that she likes like okay have you not done that? I mean, she you also, work at a record store and you make them all the time. She might actually have her own, you know, she probably has the music that she wants to listen to already. But she's a lawyer now, Caleb. <laughs> but also, she's like, a lawyer. he's making the mixtape on a cassette in the year 2000. 2000. Oh, now, yeah. is, that, is that accurate? No, 2000. I'm I was not. already burning CDs. Yeah, I, was, I, was I think I was burning. on Minidisc in 2000. It should have been him, like, uh, like waiting a for Kazaa to, like, he just, like, <laughs> slamming his, his hand against That would have been a Mac. great image for the last scene in the movie, where instead he's in that chair, and he swivels around, he's and like, he's, like, oh. waiting for the cue on Kazaa. <laughs> She's trying to use the phone downstairs. It's, you on the run! You kicked me off! I'm trying to make you the perfect tape! Jack Black comes into the record store. Guys, guys, guys! There's a thing called Napster! And it's gonna frick it do 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 Oh, shit up, man! <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, I mean, uh, I, I couldn't shut up about uh, Anthony LaPaglia, in, uh, but this is literally the year that that record store is going out of business. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he's, he's dead. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't know it yet. He has no idea. That's the funny thing. <laughs> it's very <laughs> funny. Like, there is this sense of, like, impending, uh, like, the record store's dying in Empire Records. This one, he's like, no, I'm going to be here forever. He's like, everything's great. Everything's great. Turning away business for some reason. Yeah. (laughs) Scaring out the door. (laughs) At least, I mean, with the vinyl thing, it's like, if it was all CDs, it would be sadder, but still. I mean, at the time, no one was buying vinyl, by the way. Yeah, In In the year 2000, absolutely that's the thing about maybe what the disney plus remake will have is that actually like the selling of vinyl is more congruous with like you know our time i remember there's a big there's a giant record store in portland called everyday music that's still there shut up and i remember going in there in probably 1999 and seeing beastie boys hello nasty printed on vinyl and just being like befuddled 
I was kind of like, oh, what do I play that on? It's like, that's that's weird. Yeah. I, mean, I guess that's a, oh, okay, whatever. Or are they selling plates? I, I think hip hop always had like a, a decent, because people would like scratch and yeah. stuff. So there were some like hip hop albums that still. Movie predicted up. the future, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Stevie Wonder blew up. <laughs> Stevie Wonder beta brand, the beta band. <laughs> beta band blew up for sure. Actually, that, th- this movie. You're joking, but it, no, that, that's, that part's actually that's true. Very that's true. very true. Yeah. Anyways, that's a great soundtrack. Yeah, thank you. Hey. Hey. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. Thank you, Kels. Thank you, Kels. Total stranger, C- Kelsey. Steel. At Kel Steel. Wherever you are. <laughs> yeah, follow her Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Follow, follow her on Instagram. Follow her on Twitter. Um, say hi when we're walking hand in hand because that's my girlfriend. Oh, <laughs> oh, the big reveal. <laughs> All right, I guess it's time to review this. Who wants to go first? Chris does because that's what he does. Okay. There um, it is. Um, <laughs> Nothing ever okay. changes here. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think the enemy of this soundtrack is how um, big of a soundtrack I feel like it was. And there, it, within the movie itself... There was uh, honestly, I'd say more than fifty songs, probably, and a lot some of music. A lot of good ones didn't make it to the soundtrack. Uh, we are listening to the U.S. version, which doesn't seem as good as the U.K. version. I think the U.K. version had a jam song on the top, and it had a uh, Barry White song and Aretha Franklin song, mm-hmm. so it mm-hmm. was a little more diverse. Elton John you may know. have been on the U.K. version. I'm not sure. Um, but I think this is a really solid soundtrack. I, I really enjoyed listening through this. Uh, there's some misses for sure from from big names, but uh, I'm gonna give this a 12.2, 12.2 out of 15 stars. All right, all right, Nikki. Uh, 15 stars, decimal points allowed. How do you feel about this soundtrack? Out of uh, 15 records on the turntable, uh, it's, it's top ca- 15. It's kind of a tough call. I'm kind of switching between different scores here. I think I'm going to go with a 10.0. 10.0. 10.0. 10.0. I would agree. I would, you know, ditto for uh, what Chris said. You know, a couple misses. But overall, great vibe. My only complaint is that for how many different songs are in the movie, the soundtrack feels a little bit one note mm-hmm. to me. And like mm-hmm. the, the, it gets a little wallpapery. Sometimes with like the 60s stuff. Top yeah. five one note songs. What do you think? Smash Mouth, <laughs> All Star, that's just the note C. <laughs> that's solid number one. <laughs> and um, yeah, I would have maybe liked to see a bit more variety and, you know, a couple of the stinkers on there maybe re- replaced with something better from the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, 10.0. Not bad. Um, I feel similarly. Similarly, similarly, Caprice. As always, we have one dicey cover, but I, I give it a pass because it's actually in the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a song that's actually being performed live in the film for kind of a joke, it's, it sounds it's pretty. Great. It's pretty good. Sounds great. Um, that Elvis Costello song is not good. Uh, there's like okay, I would say that there's three like bad bad songs. Uh, the Beta Band is a great song and also was the first time I'd ever heard of the Beta Band. Launched the, the Beta Band. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like um, subconsciously I'm kind of glossing over the fact that there's two Velvet Underground songs on here just because I listen to the band so much. But <laughs> Your brain just reads Velvet Underground. Yeah, well, it's kind of like, oh yeah. It's like a, <laughs> but no, but, you know, the fact that you know, the Velvet Underground is one of my favorite bands of all time and this is actually the first time we're hearing from them, which is kind of crazy. 
Um, that love song I, I'm a big fan of. Late Dylan. I'm okay with a late <clears throat> Dylan. I'm going to give this like a 12.5. Not a All bad right. soundtrack. Uh, Chris is giving the golf applause. <laughs> that was <laughs> On the green. Yeah. On the green. Very good. Yeah. Pretty good for a 12. Caleb Brown. All right. This season. Very good. Before we leave, we do have to add a song to the track listing Spotify playlist. Check it out, everybody. Yeah. Uh, who wants to go first? Your favorite breakup song. You want me to go? I'll go Nick. first. <laughs> <laughs> All right. A song about being dumped. The big D. Dump. The big D. <laughs> this is my dump dump. song. This is my, <laughs> this is my favorite dump song. Yeah. This is the track Oh Girl by Boy Meets Girl. Apropos. Big dump. <laughs> Someone's getting dumped, <laughs> and it's not going great. <laughs> but, but but the groove the groove is solid. Yeah, man, you got to dance it away. Yeah, it's a great man. track. Boy meets girl. Boy meets girl. Uh, you know, duo from the '80s. They probably dated. The song's probably about them. No, no. They, they, oh, dude, I know more about them. Okay, uh, they were, they were married like, and they had a kid. And if you look at them, you're they like... They broke up with the kid? Yeah, they broke up with the kid. Uh, that was the 80s for you. But it was... Uh, they had a big song called Waiting for a Star to Fall. Love that track. Which is a great track. Love it. But in that... Like, I played it for Caleb one time when we were on a car ride, I think, and like a sax solo kicked in. Yeah. And he just looked over at me like Luigi looks at Mario. <laughs> Give me the Luigi Death Stare. <laughs> growing a bit I was like, of a mustache. Yeah. Like I was like, no, give it a chance. It's good. <laughs> but uh, that music video is them just like, we are the happiest couple. Da, 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 da. But you look at it and like, the lady's a little bit out of the guy's league, and you're like, uh, this didn't last. It's so I Sunny and Cher situation. I looked it up, and uh, yeah, she left him. <laughs> so, you know, th they never really took off with their own material, but uh, yeah. they they did write. The songs for the two probably best Whitney yeah. Houston songs, I Want to Dance with Somebody and How Will I Know. Oh, yeah. yeah. How, How Will I Know is my favorite Whitney song. Yeah, oh, that's they, a great song. They wrote both of those, and you can listen to what their original demo sounds like if you Google Boy Meets Girl, I Want to Dance with Somebody, or How Will I Know, and it's really interesting to hear. Oh, cool. Except they're a little they're, more rocky, yeah. kind of like this, and then... You know, I think they were, you know, it was turned down. People were like, no, nah, Whitney's not going to sing this. And they were like, oh, right, she'll sing it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's my big D. That's my uh, big okay. dump song. I'll go next. Uh, my pick is from 1983, but I kind of think of this as a very modern breakup song. I guess in the way that, you know, I haven't been single in a long time, but the way that I used to kind of experience uh, relationships and the way that a lot of people that I know, my friends, when they split up, it's less about being dumped and more about like being in a relationship where one person just kind of isn't into it as much as the other person. 
mm-hmm. and things kind of get fraught. And so a lot of times I feel like it actually, it comes upon the person who wants to be in the relationship to end it. And this is kind of about that feeling. This is Billy Bragg, A New England. I love the words you wrote to me, but that was bloody yesterday. I can't survive on what you send every time you need a friend. I saw two shooting stars last night, so I wished on them. But they were only satellites, it's wrong to wish on space hardware. I wish, I wish, I wish you cared. song got me through a few breakups yeah, yeah, nice. great i like yeah. that stabby guitar it's like right up my alley it starts off it's a little bit of a take on a simon and garfunkel the i was 23 years when i wrote this song i'm 21 now or whatever something mm-hmm. like that great song what's the name of the band again billy bragg billy, billy bragg, bragg. Billy bragg. Billy bragg. Yeah, yeah yeah billy humble that's bragg. a great song okay. <laughs> humble bragg. <laughs> no big deal all right chris bring us home what do you got well you know the tricky thing about this uh Tricky thing about this. <laughs> Tricky thing about this uh, recommendation is that there are so few songs inspired by relationships. Um, and I, there's, <laughs> I, there was like, I want to hold your hand. Yeah, yeah. And that was it. And like, I can't think of any other. Um, you know, I don't think heartbreak has ever been fruitful to any artist. Um, no, but I, I chose a song that we've actually listened to <laughs> on uh, another soundtrack. It was on the Pretty Woman soundtrack. And Oh, is uh, this what I think it is? It is <laughs> Go West's yes! King of Wishful Thinking. Oh, thank so, you, Chris. Very empowering. This helps you get through the breakup. I almost Not like this track. sit and sulk in your room. This is like, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get out and put my pants on. I feel like you guys had very different breakups than I did. <laughs> Gonna put my pants on. <laughs> Let's hear the track. If I don't listen to the talk of the town, then maybe I can fool myself. I'll get over you. I know I will. I'll pretend my shit's not shaking. And I'll tell myself I'm over you. Cause I'm not kidding. I'm not going to lie, I do have a playlist for when I uh, take the subway into work. Yeah. And uh, this is one of the tracks on there. And I heard this today yeah. in the morning on my <laughs> way to work. I song, man. And <laughs> I don't know. It made me feel like I was about to go to like some fancy job or something. Like in the 80s. I, <laughs> yeah. worked, I worked at like J.P. Morgan and I was like on my way to work in the 80s. Um, across some dudes in business suits and maybe like a cab splashes a guy with water or something. It's rare (laughs) that we end an episode with tears in all of our eyes, but you did it, Chris. (laughs) We did it. We did it. I think we talked about it. Very emotional song. When we heard that song in the Pretty Woman soundtrack, you know, that we should reiterate is that um, Paul Rudd and uh, (laughs) Jimmy Fallon music video remake for this song that they nailed. Pretty amazing. Yeah. Oh, man. But I, I feel like... John Cusack's character could have used some wishful thinking himself because all these breakups, he was like, ugh, the bitch dumped me. And I like he blames them for everything. And instead, I think he should look into his own heart. I think he, he does end up blaming himself at the end. But uh, I feel like should. you're just doing the Jack Black thing. You're just coming in with the Katrina and the waves. And <laughs> Can we have a nickname for John Cusack so we don't have to say Can we just say like Jay Sack? Jay Sack? <laughs> 
John Q's. Jacques. Jacques. I'm gonna have to jacuse myself. Jacques. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks everybody right, yeah. for listening. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for listening. Another one in the books. Say anything. Does that have a soundtrack? Probably. Yes, yes it probably. does. Are we gonna do it? No. No, I don't <laughs> think so. You can hear that episode, but it's just coming from a boombox uh, outside my own apartment complex. <laughs> now that's high fidelity for you. Thanks for listening. We love you. Bye.